All right, welcome into the Render Podcast. I am your host, Cam, and I'm so excited to be here with Lynn. She is an expert on mentorship, and so we're going to talk all things mentorship today, and I cannot wait for you to hear from her. Hey there, you're listening to the Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients through the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. yourself to our listeners, tell a little bit about yourself and maybe a story about kind of how you got into mentorship. Happy to. Thanks for having me, Cam. So I am a wedding photographer based in upstate New York, and I serve uh, upstate New York and the New England area. I'm back in Boston a whole lot because that's where my business really got off the ground uh, for several years and just recently moved to the upstate New York area. But I was a teacher, a high school history teacher, prior to launching my business, and then did that my business as a side hustle for several years before going full-time in 2017. And so education is something I'm really passionate about and part of my background. And that leads me into the mentorship a little bit there. But then the other side is that I actually got my start in the wedding industry through the really gracious mentorship of my wedding photographer who became my mentor, which was pretty cool. So in 2008, I got married and my wedding photographer was local to the Hartford area where I was living at the time in Connecticut. And I soon after got my own camera and started kind of exploring and I took a workshop she was hosting and things kind of snowballed from there. And I was able to have a mentorship with her for a year where I was a third shooter and assisted her at about 20 weddings over the course of the year. And then also got to work in her studio over the summer because I had summers off as a teacher. And so I got both the business side as well as the skills and the craft of photography all in a really hands-on environment and got to ask her a ton of questions and learn, you know, as I went over the course of that year. So I'm really passionate about mentorship and the power it can have to help people get into the industry, to do things the right way, to learn the lessons, you know, without having to fail first or can fail safely without messing up somebody's wedding or messing up your reputation in your business. There are just so many great things about mentorship. Um, So I have, over the last few years, starting in 2019, taken on a mentor for the year or a mentee, I'm sorry, a mentee for the year. Just one person that I'm really pouring into that comes with me in a similar kind of model to what my mentor did for me. And it's been really fun to pay it forward and to help these new, passionate, creatives get into the industry for themselves and figure out the business side and, and the flow of a wedding day, like all those things that we kind of deal mm-hmm. with um, on, on a wedding day as photographers. So it's been really fun to be mentoring in that capacity. Yeah, I feel like being a mentor or having internships or online courses or podcasts or some sort of an educational thing 
that fits your niche specifically. So for photography for you or for our listeners, a lot of them are rental company owners or um, are florists or things like that. And it's interesting that we're bringing this up because there's really not like a formal education for the events industry. There's not like you can't go to Texas A&M and learn about weddings and corporate events and the nitty gritty and the flow of a wedding day and a flow of ever all of that. They don't teach you that in a big university. I'm sure you can get like a hospitality degree or you can do uh, tourism and travel or you could do certain things like that, but it's not really going to teach you the things that you need to know in order to have a successful event or to be on site for a wedding and say the right things or not say the things that you're not supposed to say or um, do the things, what's etiquette, what's normal, um, what do other vendors expect of you because we're all working with other vendors and so kind of understanding that. And mentorship, I feel like, is a really great way to do that on a one-on-one and kind of that more hands-on learning type of person. Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. There is no real way, like formal way to do it. I know there are some certification programs out there and things Mm -hmm. like that, but they're all kind of ad hoc and Mm -hmm. something that you can find um, on your own or may or may not be the right fit. But in terms of really being able to like learn on the job and get that, I don't think there's anything to replace that opportunity of being Mm -hmm. on the job, learning as you're going and from people who are doing it, who are in it, who have experience and can share that. The tricky side of that with events and especially I think with weddings is that you're talking about a couple's most important day and two families' Mm -hmm. most important days in a lot of ways. And so it's really important. And even if it's just, you know, just, quote unquote, a corporate event, right? Those are really important. People have poured a lot of money and thought and planning into them. And so it's not a good place for you to jump in as a newer professional in the industry and not really know what you're doing to be able to serve them well. And that's kind of where I get so passionate about it because it's not only for the new business person, but also for the, all of our clients. We want to make sure that we can, you know, we're growing and learning and on the job is a great way to do that. But we also want to do it in a way that's not going to hurt them or hurt their event or negatively impact them in any way. And mentorship kind of allows for the best of both worlds because you can come on, the pressure's off a little bit, you're there to learn, you're there to grow, and you still get that on-the-job experience. Yeah, definitely. Well, I know that there is kind of this difference between mentorship and the, you know, I think that we've all, if you've been in business for more than a few years, we've all had someone say, hey, can I just take you out to coffee, pick your brain, and ask you a couple questions, or the internship, the formal internship, formal mentorship, and the informal like coffee date. Um, What are kind of the differences between each of those and maybe the purpose of each of those? Yes. Oh my gosh. The pick your brain. Such an ugly, (laughs) ugly question (laughs) to even ask. Um, But I know that we, a lot of us get it. And really I think what that comes down to is that's advising. That's that like single opportunity to sit down over coffee, share some knowledge, answer a set of specific questions someone has about, you know, one Mm -hmm. part of what you do in a given day or on the job or whatever that is. It's usually like a single session. 
internships are a little bit different. And I think of them specifically within the concept of education, which we just said you don't really get, right? Formal college education around, you know, weddings or events specifically. And so internships are usually have um, credits at stake in them. They have a lot of educational requirements and hoops from colleges that you have to actually jump through to make sure it's a formal relationship and that that credit can be earned. And then mentorship, I look at more as that sustained long-term relationship, but it's usually for um, either adults or not, it doesn't have credit included. It might be paid, it might be free, but the idea is that you are exchanging, you know, learning on the job with guidance and support and answering those questions, but you're doing it over a longer period of time that allows for kind of a mutual exchange of ideas and growth and support to happen and hopefully is mutually beneficial for the mentor as well as the mentee. Right. Exactly. So we're kind of talking through mentorship versus internship a little bit more, and we're going to focus heavily on mentorship. And so really the difference between the two is mentorship is on the job kind of training and internship is you're going in and you're kind of learning um, is a little bit more educational than mentorship. Is that right? Um, Yes. Yes and no. I think that both are should be educational in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Definitely the on the job training is correct for mentorship. It's more formalized in terms of going through a college for credit um, and earning like towards a degree in an internship. Whereas mentorship, this is just a completely separate thing. And it has more flexibility because you don't have to structure it the way that a college would want you to do that for educational like certifications or degree parameters. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. And mentorship also, I think, over advising or picking your brain or something like that, those one-offs is really powerful because there's just so much that we can dig into. On anybody's business, you have contracts and client experience and the workflow process from onboarding through um, you know, delivery of your services, the day of a wedding timelines that, you know, for logistics, for pickup and drop off, or, you know, for me, like supporting a couple throughout their entire wedding day photography experience. Um, Plus, there's the back end of all of the different things, depending on what part of the industry you're in, whether it's like editing, it's the craft part of your of your job, the skill set as a creative in this industry, marketing, like, there's no way to dig into all those things in one session, even if it's a three hour session, maybe if it's like a day long, you know, long haul, and you're going to like deep dive. But generally, those coffee dates where people are trying to get to know some of the basics are going to be a really shallow um, opportunity to learn. Whereas mentorship, because it's spread over time, allows for you to dig into those different topics and get that mm-hmm. on the job work that you just, you know, you might never be able to be like, oh, you know what, there's there's this one thing that popped up, this one couple had this issue that I wanted to, we want to take you through that you should be ready for because you just never know. But until it happens, you may not even think to share about it. And that's the beauty of mentorship. Those things are going to pop up in a lot of different circumstances that will help round out like the education um, for that new business owner. Right, exactly. And those of you who might be listening might be thinking, oh, this is a great opportunity for 
some free help here and there with your business. And I think it's really important that we really drive home that this is not free labor. This is not free um, help with your business or a second set of hands for free. It really is to kind of be that big brother, big sister to that person and kind of teaching them and understanding, hey, this is the way that it's done. And um, here's some mistakes that we've made. And here's some ways to overcome those mistakes and such. Yes, I love that you said that. I think it can be free. I don't think they have to be paid. There are a couple models, right? But it's not just free labor, like sit them at a desk and have them take over your marketing for you or something like that. It's, you know, and you're just going to like check in on them occasionally. It's really about that kind of steering that relationship and supporting them in goal setting, what are their goals, what questions do they have, how can they best achieve those goals, learn the aspects of the business that they have questions about. And it's going to be that exchange of support and guidance and ideas. And you can definitely have them take on some tasks and roles. In fact, that's a great way to learn. So they should be doing that. But it's definitely not just like, oh, great, I have, you know, this opportunity to like pass off this thing I don't like doing, like going to the post office. I hate going to the post office. I'm just going to pass that off on my mentee. That's definitely not what it's supposed to be about for sure. (laughs) Now we just talked about a little bit, you can do it for free or you can have a fee that you charge for it or something like that. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about what your thoughts are on those? Sure. I think you can definitely do it either way. I really like having just one person who's committed for the year that I'm I'm pouring into and they're dedicated to supporting me throughout the year as my assistant as well as third shooter. And so just by the nature of having them on the wedding um, day with me in and out for the course of the year, I feel like I get so much from them. They're helping me keep track of my lenses and keep track of my gear and they're setting up my lights and breaking things down. They also have unlimited opportunities to to shoot, to ask me questions about my settings, to see how I handle different parts of the day. They see my workflow leading up to the day. They get all of those other things. So it really is mutually beneficial. I know there are people and there are models where people charge for mentorship as well. And that might look like having quarterly goal setting and check-ins, like accountability sessions. And so you're literally kind of charging for that time at whatever rate makes sense to you or feels good. I think it comes down to a few different things. Like one is what is your main goal in wanting to mentor? Do you have, are you trying to make an impact on more than one person in the year? So you're looking to take on a handful of people on a slightly lighter touch basis where you can check in quarterly and that kind of works and you're going to charge for that? Or do you really want to be able to pour into that sole person and it's really about the relationship building and the um, maybe joy or value you get out of being able to mentor in that relationship? That to me might speak to a different form, right? If you want to do that free versus paid. The other things to think about are your time. Like, do you, how much time do you have to pour into one or more people for a mentorship? And then, do you have some sort of a codified program that you feel will be like really valuable no matter who comes to you for mentorship that you want to plug them into that you can use to, to feel like you're charging? Um, for your services. And it's, you know, that makes sense. Um, it is going to be highly impactful and valuable to the mentees. And it doesn't have to be 
like we said, it's not an internship with educational like requirements. So it doesn't have to be incredibly formal, but some of the basics should be things like, you know, having a clear goal setting session at the start and understanding those goals and then being able to come up with some action steps to meet those goals or some check-in methods for accountability. How are you helping your mentees move the needle in their own business? And if you really feel like you can't do that or it's not as important about you know specific goals, it's more just being able to share knowledge with someone over time, that free option may be a better one for you. Right. Now I'm going to ask the question that I'm sure is burning in some of our listeners. Do you mentor people who are in your same market or do you have some sort of exclusivity or inclusivity of who you decide to take on as a mentor? Oh, I love this question. Yeah, I'm sure so many people are wondering this. (laughs) I personally mentor people who are within my market and in part because if you want to come on weddings with me, we have to be in, we're sharing a market. You're in the same physical region that I am in. But I also really do believe that there is enough room for all of us and that this point, I'm almost a decade into my business, the people I am mentoring, uh, I really want the best for them. I want them to do well, but they're not my direct competitor. They're still very new. They're actually trying to break into the business, into the industry. They're trying to get some of their first clients or raise their prices from you know that very base, base rate. We're not direct competitors. And I actually don't even take on um, someone who has to have the same editing style. So if you're thinking about photography in that sense, um, if you think about it in like the rental sense, maybe they're not doing the exact same styles of, you know, furniture or rentals, or um, maybe they have up lighting and you don't, or whatever those kinds of things look like. They don't have to be exact. Mm -hmm. But I think that welcoming people in and helping them get started is better for everyone. The alternative is that they undercut you in prices anyway, and they're maybe not providing a great service and they make us all kind of look bad for lack of opportunities to learn the right way to do it. And so we can serve everyone better if we're helping each other, you know, grow in the right way and figure it out early, the earlier on the better. Yeah. I agree. I'm completely on the same page with you. I mean, we have this podcast and online course and coaching opportunities and such, and we don't have any type of like, well, you can't be in the DFW Metroplex or anything like that, because exactly what you're saying right there is if we do something like that, there's a chance that somebody comes in that wants to do the same thing that we do, which is great, and they don't know how to do it, or they undercut the budgets and um, maybe don't provide the same level of service, but our clients don't know the difference. They just see a rental company versus another rental company. And so if someone really does look up to you and you have an established business that you um, are successful in, I think it's important to share our um, what you might say are trade secrets or your uh, way of doing things that's so different than everybody else. But it's a way to kind of help everyone level up to the same level Versus having these stacked different, um, you know, budgets and different um, charging that everybody has because we're not all the same and um, there's going to be a difference between the two. So anyways, back on track. 
Um, I know that you were just talking about the free or the paid. There's so many different options. And like you said, it really depends on what your um, really thought process is and what your intention with having a mentorship is and kind of the capacity that you have too. Because there's certainly, I mean, there's probably, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour of my day that I do need to be focused in on my email that I don't have time to be mentoring somebody else, but I also have other things on my schedule that I have to do. So you do have to look at your schedule and your um, time capacity that you do have available to do that because you're not, it's not an employee that you're training to take on certain tasks that you either were doing and need to have somebody else do, or for some of those reasons, having employee is very different than having a mentor. And it requires two completely different types of um, kind of mental capacities of what you can do. So I love that you talked about that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I agree. The timing is really important because this person's going to need some of your time and attention and it can't be multitasked mm-hmm. time. It really needs to be a dedicated opportunity to sit down and answer questions, um, get resources, all of those things. But I think what's more important than having a ton of time, like I said, you could just do this. It could be like quarterly. You're just sitting down for one hour, four times a year to check in on how the goals that you set are going, answer any questions, help them troubleshoot challenges they're having, Mm -hmm. things like that. It's more important to just lay out what that expectation is from the start and be able to commit to something that you know you can actually uphold as the mentor. So if you're laying this out and saying, oh, it's going to be once a month, but your schedule really makes it impossible to meet every month and you keep finding yourself pushing it back or having to reschedule or things like that, that's much yeah. right harder to to accept as a mentee, then, oh, it's going to be quarterly. I know it's just going to be four times a year right from the outset. People really are fine as long as they know what those expectations are up front. And so as long as you can can maintain them, I think you have the flexibility to set the meetings or whatever that looks like as often or as infrequently as you want, as long as you can commit to it. Yeah, exactly. I love that you are talking about expectations because I think if you really anything that you do in life, whether in business or your personal life, if you don't have a clear set of expectations and why you're doing something and what um, you are hoping to get out of something, it's really hard to really get to the same place or get to the same destination as that other person. So whether you um, have kids and you or you have a partner in life or you have um, business or you have employees, you're a mentor you're working with different people. And as you are communicating with these people and you have certain expectations, if you don't tell them what your expectation is, then there's only room for failure. There really is. And so when you, just for your personal life, like if you are raising children and you expect something out of your children, well, if you don't tell them, hey, we don't do this or we don't do that, they're not going to know. And then we're going to get mad at them. We're going to get upset or we're going to discipline them because they're not doing what we expected them to do. But if they don't know what our expectations are, then they only have room to fail and to um, do the thing that we don't want them to do. But if you say, hey, we don't do this, and then they do it, then that's a different. So when we're talking about work, and we're talking about different vendors we work with, or a mentorship opportunity, or an employee, or 
clients or anything like that, if we have a certain expectation out of them and we say, hey, we expect you to be here by 9am every morning and we expect that you're probably going to leave about 12 or 1 in this mentorship program or for our clients, hey, we expect that we're going to be at your event at 5pm and if you don't tell them you're going to be there at 5pm, then there's only room for failure. They're maybe expecting something out of you, you're expecting something different out of them and so it's so important no matter where you're at in life and in business that you just explain what your expectations are. Oh my gosh, I completely agree. I'm an over communicator by nature, I feel like, and especially with clients. And then, you know, as a teacher too, I, that was just, you just got into the habit of, I think, saying the same thing in like three different ways right. as a teacher, because right. you want that repetition to remember. But it's a good process to be thinking about with clients and with your mentee as well, and anyone who you're working with, not just setting those expectations from the start in terms of like timing, but all of those details. So for me, because I'm a vendor who shows up and is with a couple throughout the course of a day, my kind of contract for the mentees or the agreement I use actually lays out, you know, clothing and what professional wear they're supposed to have, the fact that they can't drink or smoke on site during a wedding day, um, you know, what they're supposed to be shooting on in terms of like, memory cards and gear and all Mm -hmm. kinds of just things so that you're um, really like over communicating those things from the start with them. And it does have stuff about being timely, the minimum commitment for weddings, because I want you to come with me on a certain number. And I understand that you may not do all of them, but I want you to be able to be at a minimum of 10. Because to me, that that gives you the best opportunity to really learn the most, Right. right? From 10 different weddings over the course of the year. And then that you're going to commit to quarterly meetings with me as well. And so all of those like major elements of the mentorship are laid out right from the start so that they know that it's a serious commitment, exactly what to expect, and can decide whether it's for them or not before they apply for it, before they put the time in to submit an application or try to do this. They can make sure it's going to be a good fit and you know, ask the additional questions they Mm -hmm. have. And then there are some things even during the onboarding process, I have additional materials I'll share because they don't all need to necessarily be an agreement or contract formally, but there's a lot more that I still want you to know about how things work, you know, what the operations are going to look like day to day or on a wedding day. And so there's a lot, there's an onboarding process when we first start as well to lay out even more of those and to go over all of the expectations I have in a conversation as well as in writing, just so they're really clear. And there's an opportunity to ask questions. I think the more opportunities you can give mentees to ask questions, the better because they'll have things that come up over time or on the job that will lead, you know, for the next time they're going to want to ask about how to do something differently or why did you do something this way? So making sure you really are an open book as much as possible, you're willing to share and that, yeah, you set those clear expectations and then keep them, keep communicating throughout the process. So important. Yeah, exactly. And it's important to write down those expectations too, instead of just conversation, 
because they may forget what you say and uh, need to come back to it. They'll be like, oh my gosh, what did she say about this, this, and this? Well, I can go back and look at it. Yeah. So um, that's really important. I mean, our clients do that too, and they'll forget that they even wrote it down, right? But you can at least direct them there. Right. <laughs> My clients at least always forget what's in the contract. (laughs) I mean, always, always. (laughs) Okay, what do we do when we do have clear expectations or we don't have clear expectations or something goes wrong, somehow something fails in some way, whether it's a big fail or a small fail, but what do we do when things maybe don't go the way it should go with our mentors? Well, first is to expect that there's going to be some sort of a failure or a falling short at some point in the relationship, <laughs> right? That mentees are there to learn. And so they're always there's going to be some point where they do something that you wouldn't have done it that way, or you need to address it differently for next time, something like that. Mm-hmm. The key, I think, is to come in with a mindset as a mentor that they are allowed to mess up get something wrong, that there's going to be a failure. And the idea is that they're doing it in a safe space that you're providing for them as that cushion to learn from those mistakes and move forward without it being catastrophic (laughs) in any way. So that's one. The, The second is just, again, I think communication, being really upfront about that. I would recommend not doing it in the moment and not doing it, um, on site, if you're on site for a day or, or something like that, that you can go back after the fact and have a conversation to process through kind of what was the thought process for what just happened there? How do you mm-hmm. think that went? How would you have done it differently? Let me share some of my insights and my thoughts and really yeah. have a conversation about it to see where they're coming from, explain why maybe it needs to be handled differently in the future and help them work on that, you know, moving forward. Um, A lot of times these things fail because of a lack of communication or just because they just don't know what they don't know. And that's why they're there with you as a mentee to learn from you. And so keeping it really open and supportive, even when something needs to be addressed directly is important. Right. Well, and I think it's also important to communicate as in the onboarding process, really, that, hey, this is a mentorship. You are going to make mistakes, and that is okay. You are human. You are learning, and it is okay because you haven't been in business as long as I have. And so this is a process. This is part of the process of being in a mentorship is that these are going to happen and know that we expect that, and that's okay. And so part of that is we're going to learn from those mistakes. We um, have leadership meetings here at my office with our leadership teams um, before we kind of, you know, trickle that down to our other teams. And something that we just were talking about recently was, look, we, we as leadership and we as a company are humans and we make mistakes. It just is part of life and it's part of business is that mistakes are going to be made. And no matter long, how long yep. you've been in business, um, we still make mistakes, even as people who have been in business for quite some time. And so um, knowing that and, ex- and explaining that to your employees of like, look, you're human, we get that. Don't purposely make a mistake, obviously. Um, but if you make a mistake, it's okay. 
we're only going to learn and become a better company through the mistakes that we make. That's how we all, you know, become successful businesses and we make mistakes and we learn from them and we make a different decision next time. And so we were just talking about in our team meetings every single week, we have a team meeting every Monday and um, we added to our team meeting sheet um, kind of a review from the last week. How did last week go? What are things that went well and what are things that maybe didn't go so well? And so it's an, it's an open forum area where we can openly say, hey, this didn't go so great. Okay, well, let's figure out why did that not go so great and how do we learn from that and make it better next time? And so whether it's with your mentorships or with your teams that you have, just setting those expectations preemptively before the mistakes happen and letting them know that, hey, I'm not going to get mad at you. I'm not going to snap at you. I'm not going to be I'm not going to fire you over a simple little mistake. Um, you are safe. This is a safe environment to make mistakes. And so we kind of expect that they're going to happen. And so we've got, you know, set of plans of if you do this, here's, you know, the way that we're going to get back on track um, is just important. Got to communicate that stuff. Yeah, I love the idea of intentionally building reflection into the process and a forum that's really specific for saying, here's what worked and here's what didn't work or here's what went well and here's something I struggled with. Just having a space and a regular meeting for that as you know, is so powerful in terms of building a culture that really welcomes growth and welcomes owning your stuff and then moving forward from it as opposed to being punitive, which right. is what mentorship is all about. So that's great. Yeah. It's great to see in, in like a business environment too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really important whether it's just a business type of thing or whether it's a mentorship type of thing, learning from your mistakes, you have to, I mean, mistakes are inevitable. I've been in business since 2010 and mistakes are going to still happen. Life is, oh, yeah. human. Life, <laughs> life happens and, you know, mistakes are made and that's okay. Uh, we just need to learn from those mistakes. Absolutely. Well, and to be fair, right, uh, like you just said, we're going to, we still make mistakes, you know, as the business owner who's been in business for a decade. Right. And so sharing my own mistakes is definitely something too. You know, if it takes me a few times to get my settings right on the day, right. if I wish I had handled, you know, a family interaction differently on the day, like I'm never going to pretend I have all the answers to everything and that I 100% do things mm -hmm. right every time. That's just not true. <laughs> it's not human. And so being able to lead by example as a mentor and say, yeah, I actually wish that I had done this differently. And next time I plan to try this because I didn't like the outcome of whatever this was, you know, in that circumstance, owning your own things too, and being able to say, yeah, I'm still human and still making those mistakes and learning from them too, because it is an iterative process and we're always going to keep learning. Right. Is really important. Yeah, exactly. Well, I love that. Was well, there any last um, tips or things that our listeners should know about mentorship as either being a mentor of someone or being the mentor um, who is mentoring the mentee? I think one of the last things is just to make sure that you have a recruitment process if you're going to take on a mentor or I'm sorry, a mentee that is rigorous enough to make sure, ensure you get someone committed mm -hmm. to the process. So 
like you get a lot of like, I don't know, we get a lot of DMs through Instagram these days or like Facebook messages. People communicate over text, mm-hmm. like in my opinion, way too much for formal <laughs> business things. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, right. But in this particular case, if you're looking to build a year long relationship with someone and you're looking for someone who's going to be committed, one of the things you can do is put together an application process that's a little more rigorous and that is going to self-select some of those people who are who complete that process mm-hmm. who are going to be more dedicated from the start. And that starts with a really clear description of what the mentorship entails, as well as the commitments and expectations you have of that mentee in terms of being open and communicative, but also time commitment from them. And, um, and then potentially having it be multiple steps. So for me, I have them submit a CV or a resume and then with a, with a cover letter, which is kind of rare, I think in, in mentorships in general, but I want to see a cover Mm -hmm. letter. I want you to tell me like why you want to do this and why you want to commit to it. And then from there, I usually interview three finalists on the phone. So we're actually going through a second round and I have a chance to ask specific questions to those people before committing to Mm -hmm. one person, you know, for the year and doing that little more rigorous process helps a lot in getting people who are really motivated Mm -hmm. to want to work with you. And really serious about it too. You might have someone that says like, oh, that sounds like fun. Like I might want to do that. And then they get three weeks in, they're like, ah, this isn't for me. Um, And so understanding that is really good. We do something similar with our employees. When we hire on, we have a four-step process for our employees because we want to make sure that we're hiring the right person for the position. And so that comes through multiple different ways of hiring, which we'll put in our show notes um, for our listeners. If you want to take a look at our our employee um, hiring process, you're welcome to go back and look at that. Um, but all of that to say, I think it's really important that you do prep in order to hire or to bring on a mentee. Um, and you do kind of vet them a little bit more than just a DM and your Instagram. Hey, I'd love to be a men, you know, love for you to be my mentor. You're saying, okay, great. Meet me at the office at 9am on Monday. Like, no, there probably needs to be a little more into that. Right, right. I mean, maybe for that coffee, if they're going to let them pick your brain, that's that's right. one thing. But right. for a year-long relationship that you're building, you're going to want to make sure it's a good fit. Right, exactly. Well, good. Well, I know that you have a freebie for our listeners about mentorship, and I'd love for you to share that with our listeners. Yes, absolutely. I have a mentorship quick start bundle, and it has a lot of the things that I've been talking about in there as samples. So it includes a step-by-step application process, kind of the one that I just outlined in terms of finding the perfect mentee. It includes a sample position description, so it gives you some things to start thinking about in terms of what do you expect of the mentee and how are you structuring your mentorship. It also um, has some ideas for promoting the mentorship and then a sample agreement that you each can sign with expectations laid out and a commitment to that, you know, year long or six month long relationship that you're going to start, as well as a one pager with additional onboarding things to consider. And it's, it's written in a photography perspective a little bit, right, just because I'm a photographer, right. but a lot of it really just translates across any kind of a mentoring relationship. So it should be applicable for your listeners without too much tweaking. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for putting that together and giving it to our listeners. I know that's going to be super, super helpful 
for those who want to bring on mentors for their business. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to share. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here today, Lynn. And I'm excited for our listeners to hear more about mentorship from you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. 